Does it hold up? We used to love it, then we watch it, now we don't know if we like it. Does it hold up? This is Philip and... And Katie. And you are listening to Does It Hold Up? We're doing a podcast. Uh, we're diving into our childhoods and pulling out different movies, nostalgia, and we're going to see if that stuff actually holds up. Uh, and if you are familiar with our voices, you may remember us from... You may be fans <laughs> of our game of thrones podcast entitled real, real world, world westeros, westeros. it's quite a tongue twister yes it is uh we we chose it for that reason yeah but uh katie since uh, you had the first pick uh mm-hmm. do you want to go ahead and intro into what the subject matter of tonight will be sure so tonight's subject matter of does it hold up is the movie adventures in babysitting <laughs> which philip phil philip has not um watched before never saw it but I've seen copious amounts of time, and I'm wondering if this podcast progresses, or when it progresses, rather, um, if we're gonna f- we're gonna see that the stuff that we loved as kids were stuff that we had on VHS tapes. Because for me, we had this on the VHS tape, mm. so my sister and I watched it so many times, um, and I love it. And uh, so I rewatched it the other day. As did, well, you watched yeah, it for the first time. Yeah, I, I, I did. I did. And before we jump into it, uh, as this is our inaugural podcast, if our listeners have ideas out there mm-hmm. that they want to suggest, you can as well. Send it in to our thing. We'll have information yeah. on what that thing, <laughs> what that thing is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so I'll, I'll just start quickly by saying why I loved it as a kid. And I think um, if you've ever seen the cover of this movie, it's like super fun. It's super 80s cartoony with them like scaling up uh, the Chicago uh building i think elizabeth shoe was so beautiful i didn't realize at the time that i had a killer was, crush on her but i did is is, is amazing even watching that like even rewatching it with the music like and then he kissed me i got super excited um and i'm declaring her to be permanently in my top five yeah i i sort of in that first scene just not to like jump in but no, i would say do. It could have been a movie of her just dancing to that song on repeat. <laughs> yeah. And that have been fine. She's so charming. Oh, God. Um, Anyways, go. And then, yeah, it was just like, I think I think when I watched it, I was probably a little older than the youngest kid, Sarah. Or maybe like I watched it from the time I was that age to like, I don't know, 12 um, and then beyond. And so it was fun to imagine. And we used to get babysitters all the time that we like loved. Uh, so it was just kind of fun to imagine. You'd compare them to Elizabeth. Kind Hugh. of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they, you'd find them wanting. They never uh, lived up to that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and I don't know, just like the the adventure in the city. I feel like it informed how I thought formal, like this the tux that the dad wears is exactly what I thought was the most formal thing you could wear, like a white scarf. If you're going to a party, you wear a, <laughs> a tux with a white yeah, scarf. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and just like... Yeah, different like escape after escape. And I think it was just scary enough to be fun, but not scary enough to be miserable. So I don't know. It was just like we watched it a lot. And I think my sister got it for me when I was in college. Again, I think I got the DVD. But anyway, um, yeah, so we just rewatched it. Yeah, watched it the other night. And I had always seen the video cassette in the blockbuster video and looked mildly sort of intriguing, but not enough for me to ever like... Well, and the kid that plays Brad, whose name is escaping me now, that actor who was kind of a popular actor when he was that age, like he was also in the movie Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead at like the same age. So I feel like that the movies get mixed up a lot. Gotcha. It's like both about babysitters, 
both have him in it. <laughs> For uh, I guess a good encompassing question is, were you ever a babysitter? Did you do a lot of babysitting? No, I did dog sitting. Uh, I I watched the pets in my neighborhood, and my sister watched the kids in our neighborhood. Yeah, that knowing both of you, I think that yeah. <laughs> is the right decision. Did by you? Your did neighbor. you babysit? I, I actually did a lot of babysitting. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was, wow. Uh, Look at us skewing Columbus, gender norms. Georgia's only male babysitter. <laughs> That's so cool. That was great. I believe that. I yeah. totally, I totally believe that. Given how. Yeah, your role on the soccer field and my role in the soccer field when we're running a youth program. I think it makes sense. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we'll uh, we'll jump into it. Um, I, I mean, it as I said, it started right off the bat with Elizabeth Shue sort of dancing around, and that could have lasted the entire time. Yeah. And that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that well, was okay, so we just want to kind of go through it quickly, like a sure. synopsis of um, just different thoughts we had while watching it. Yeah, so it starts out with her, and that's just brilliant. And then, like, you quickly meet her best friend, Brenda, who I also think is amazing. Like, she's supposed to be kind yeah. of, um, like, awkward in this movie. But Pen- Penelope Ann Miller. could have also watched a movie of just her at the train bus the station. The bus station. Yeah. That's a fascinating alternative comedy. Like, she's for sure, she, like, hits the comedy pretty well, which I love. And then, of course, I mean, this movie is filled with just tropes of, like, big city tropes, parents going to a party tropes. Oh. Uh, you have the jerky boyfriend trope, which is... Uh, Bradley Whitford is the actor. Yeah, right. From the, the West Wing guy is what I have in my notes. West um, Wing, Get Out, Transparent. I know right. this is like probably one of his. I don't want it's like early films, right? It must be. And he is a total. He just doesn't even have. He doesn't even change his facial expression. He's no, such a jerk. Yeah. Like she shows up and busts them. Like you know, busts him um, cheating on her, yeah. and his expression is just, oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> like he's a dick. He yeah, he uses that. Uh, for all his audition roles, even to this day. Yeah, <laughs> he kind of just like looks like somebody's blowing in his eyes the whole movie. Uh, yeah, and then so yeah, West Wing guy. That the next um, note that I had, which I think it was some sort of sibling back and forth, and there was the line that uh, Thor, Thor was a was homo. A homo. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down and too. I, I have written that it was it was a different time. Yeah, and um, you know what's ironic about that line is that little girl is actually gay. She's married to a woman with kids. Oh. So evens out. So she gave it her stamp of approval. Right, yeah. Yeah, it is kind of, I know, it's like homophobia light in the sense that, like, they call him a homo, but they don't go into, like, what that means. It was just, I think, just the 80s. It was just the derogatory term of the time. An insult for the time that just... That, that, I would say, does not hold up. That doesn't hold up. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big thing that doesn't hold up because it kind of comes back at the end, too. Right. Where... Vincent D'Onofrio is called a <laughs> homo to his face. That was my favorite sort of like actor popping up, I think. He's probably the most famous of the movie. Uh, I mean, Bradley, Bradley Whitford. Whitford. And I would argue Elizabeth Shue, but sure. it's just because I have posters all, upper, all over my wall. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know we can just kind of discuss it. Like, I feel like Brenda at that bus stop, um, why doesn't she just leave that bus stop? Like a man shows her, like, I just, I mean, I'll just say it. Like the whole depiction of Chicago and city life in and the 80s, life. anything, like anything in that city, like I think literally anything except for any place, except for where those parents are having a cocktail party is considered like civil war hellfire. It reminds me, I'm going to blank on the one, but it was one of the, uh, 
George Romero's zombie movies. Oh, okay. Where they have like high society lives at the top of this yeah. like, high rise and everything else is zombies. And that's basically what the 80s thought the big city yeah, was. Yeah, it did feel like a zombie movie. Like when the car thief like um, brings him to, like he assesses that rather than drive him anywhere within like what seems like a 10 mile mm-hmm. stretch rather than drop them off anywhere he should bring them to the super underground high mob, stakes mob meeting mob meeting yeah this is safer than being out on the streets yeah like anywhere it's like they get killed yeah. yeah which is amazing which is i feel like um it kind of informed what i thought of cities too because like i grew up in baltimore but i knew baltimore wasn't like that but i think i just thought that baltimore maybe wasn't a big enough city to i don't know like yeah. did you think atlanta was like that no i don't no, because Atlanta's just all highways. Oh, yeah. Not a, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the fact that like Brenda would rather stay inside a bus station where she's being harassed <laughs> by homeless people, like her glasses are stolen, she is holding rats. She's being threatened by a gun. I mean, like that's the biggest threat in the whole movie is like, right. this man has a gun. That was the weirdest part. Like That is just totally weird. Yeah, like it's a flasher. It wasn't like, like menacing. He just... He was just flashing his gun and then sort of giggling about it. Yeah. It, right? Yeah, I know. And that just is like, this is a normal day at the bus stop in Chicago. I mean, it's okay. He's not an aggressive gun-wielding crazy. He's just a sort of Oof. strange... Anyways. Yeah. I will, and this sort of dates me a little bit, but uh, there was a thing in one of the scenes in there where it's when she gets her glasses stolen. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you aware of those sort of seats that have the individual TVs yeah, on them? Yeah, kind of. Kind of I am. We had like our, air, our local airport had those and you would like put quarters in them and yeah. that would like play. That's like on the tip of my memory. I know I've been somewhere that yeah. that's the case. And it had like four channels on it. it was, yeah. I mean, yeah. That brought back some memories. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is kind of fun with like, um, yeah, like the different cars and I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. The babysitter and the kids they're all going into the city and then growing up i just like when they meet the guy that has a hook for hand mr pruitt hook hand hook hands pruitt um his laughter at the fact that they went out on the expressway without a spare implied to me like i thought as soon as i was going to start driving every single time i go on the highway i would just get five flat tires right like his i feel like in this movie uh, adults are constantly laughing in the faces of children, like in this, like, ha, 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 It's like the 1950s movies about how marijuana is super dangerous. It's like, the city's dangerous. It's super dangerous. Highways are dangerous. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, we had hook hands and the infidelity and just, yeah, not worrying about a ton of witnesses for his murder that he's trying to do. What, the truck guy? The truck guy was trying <laughs> to kill the guy who was sleeping with his wife. Oh, yeah, right. So he he, he offers to give them a ride. Um, he's, like, super nice. Like, he offers a pay for a tire change, which is definitely nicer than a tow truck driver yeah. I've met. And not that they're mean, but they're they're a business. So he's... <laughs> Many of our listeners are tow truck drivers, I know. Katie. Um, re- well, that. and he... Like, they paint him to be this, like, really sweet guy. And then he does this 180 where, yeah, he has no concern of, like, who he's shooting. Driven by Ray. Yeah, he Shooting is. it at those kids. Like, um, I'd say Elizabeth Shue's reactions to things are pretty spot on, though. Like, she's like, okay, everybody out of the car. Out of the car. Out of the car. Like, I don't know. She's just so entertaining to watch that I feel like... Yeah. It makes the movie 
Like even when it gets She's into absurd. Pretty level headed though throughout. I mean, yeah. There's just random bullets flying and just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um So yeah, then theft by Joe Gibbs, Joe who introduces himself as Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs. He says his first and last name as a car thief, yeah. which is so funny to me. Not the old uh Washington Redskins coach, Joe Gibb, right? That's his name? I don't know. I Oh, I don't know. Listeners I didn't even... Google yeah. it. it shows that I'm a Packers fan and not a Redskins fan. I... So, yeah. Joe, Gibb, Joe Gibbs takes them to the chop shop slash yeah. mobster meeting. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the next note I have is that they, like, are put up in this room. And I just always wondered, like, who is the first person up through the ceiling? Because it's, like, so high. And like they, all they do is they cut and you just see them pulling the little girl up, Sarah. Mm-hmm. But it was like, how did the first person get up? I guess they just like stood on each other's shoulders. A pyramid, I think. You know? I like the line, like when they cut to the parents and the mom's like, I bet Sarah's hanging from the rafters by now. That's uh, good. Uh, is it's it like, though? I think is it's it? good. Okay. I this think is, that held up. This is where we're going to see some of the <laughs> yeah. division on whether yeah. it holds up or not. Yeah, I know. I like how, I mean, it was very much implied that there was a, Maybe not a decent chance, but a, a fair chance that they were all going to get murdered afterwards. I didn't know you by the people by the by the chop shop people. Yeah. I just didn't. And they, but they also weren't like having anyone look after them. No, so that was just very. Well, then it becomes very clear. Actually, I'm wondering if they added this in ADR because as they leave, they escape the scene, and then of course the whole problem is that Daryl steals that magazine that right. has their notes on it for the, Cincinnati. It, the Playboy magazine. The Playboy magazine. This movie was sponsored. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I know. And so as a kid, I was like, that is Elizabeth Shue, right? Or did they get another actress that looks exactly like her? (laughs) I just, it was fun to like go back to my kid mind watching this movie. That's why she, she, they must've hired Elizabeth Shue because she looks so much like Like that actual playboy playboy. actress. (laughs) That's funny. Um, yeah. So then like, as they, as they're escaping, um, I don't know if you noticed, but there's a scene where, like, as they're escaping, the the guy in charge and his, like, lackey, like, the guy with the beard, there's a black guy with a beard who's a bigger guy, and then there's, like, a guy that just looks like a villain from Archer that's yeah. just the, the most, uh the, I mean, these were some very stereotypical, like, mobsters. Yeah, totally. Like, old school, like, very, Kinda like... looks like Rudy Giuliani, a little. Yeah. And so, as they get in the car, you just hear them say... um, but I wrote it down. Uh, yeah, you hear them say, like, I got to get that magazine back. All my notes from the Philly order. And then the guy, the other guy says, that could put us away for 20 years. So I feel like originally maybe, like, we didn't, maybe they assessed the audience kind of needed to know why they cared so much right. about following those kids. So then it's like the audience knows. So then we know that it's actually just all about the magazine, likely. Or mainly. Right. But, but maybe mean, they'll kill them too. I don't know. things that could put them away for 20 years. Yeah. They may kill them. I guess that. so. It's yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. The city is dangerous, ladies and gentlemen. And then I would argue one of the best parts of the whole movie is that they end up at that jazz club. Somehow Blue, backstage. Blues club. Sorry. Blues club. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Blues club backstage. And then... Ain't nobody get out of here without singing the blues. Nobody leaves without singing the blues. It's pretty awesome. So then they're forced to, they're on stage. They And then the, the lead blues man like just puts his guitar in front of them. And then the new threat, it's just, this movie is just threat to threat to threat. Yeah. Like, oh, we got out, but now there's this. Oh, we got out, but now there's this. 
And I'm sure there's like an essay that talks about how it's mimicking the seven circles of hells and each. Oh, I, I don't know. Or maybe maybe we need to write that. Maybe that I want to look into that um, web essay. Well, it's funny because like when they're at that blues club, it just seems like it just adds to. It's funny. It like adds to how the city is like super dangerous and unwelcoming. But like this is the part that arguably gets like somewhat racist, where they're just they're just in this this club full of black men and women that are there now just like staring at these kids on stage. And then, um, I mean, I guess my point with that is like, they could have asked anybody in that club for help. Like all of them were just right. these capable adults that ultimately at the end are su- super supportive of them. They're right. just they their helped, new heroes. But yeah. What? And then they get, they run out of that club and, um, Elizabeth shoe, like somebody, I guess Brad says, where are we going? And she's like, anywhere but here. Like, <laughs> anywhere <laughs> no, but this blues club. There were a lot of really responsible adults. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. It was just interesting. But the blues thing, another, like, one of my favorite parts is when she's like, I can't sing. Like, <laughs> and then she can. So I don't know if that's like false humility, which is like the worst time right. to pretend that you can't sing. And it is and kind of, go ahead, sorry. They were, in, the crowd was into it. Uh, she, oh. I mean, she did, some pretty good riffing on the good spot. rhymes really good voice those kids set each other up it's like i mean i'm not sure as an audience member i would have really wanted to hear about her babies it was like the whole day it was sort of just telling us about it was re- champagne problems it was also at that just time recapping for if anyone was sleeping during the first half of the movie they could just hear that <laughs> yeah. and they'd be like, oh, caught up okay yeah you yeah, just like it. start watching mm-hmm. from that point and so, yeah, um, they jump outside to, like, the land of all all of the trash can fires because that's how that they woman. heat up Chicago. I like to think that that girl, like, she's in a whole different movie where she's, like, you know, they, they, like, ask her a lot about herself. It's like, you ran away from home? How old are you? And she's, like, 16. And then they just, like, get out of there. And I just like to think that she's, like, I'm finally ready to talk about this. Do you know what I mean? Like, they just, like, leave her. Wait, who are you? That like prostitute that oh, Daryl is oh, all right, over. Yeah. It's like, man, yeah. they just kind of left her hanging. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that kind of just sets up just all of it. Just the stakes of anything is worth risking your parents finding out that you tried to pick your friend up at a bus stop. Right. <laughs> That's the worst thing that could ever happen, including a gunfight, a knife fight, like getting killed singing in front of a blues audience right. um yeah, yeah. The, then the the subway punks which oh my gosh yeah just when you think that like it couldn't get any worse there's a gang fight on the subway which or I, the l the l train i guess right yeah that was where because i wasn't completely i wasn't paying attention when they said where they were mm. it's like is it new york or is it chicago i know it's chicago because of that building at the end yeah and then yeah once the l was on there i was like oh it's definitely chicago yeah but I was thinking that the subway punks, as I wrote down, mm-hmm. would there was a decent chance they would start into just a, a dance fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the they were West all Side wearing story. very like everyone had the same vests on, so coordinated. Yeah, same exact color, so it came from the same store. Uh, yeah, the yeah. red, especially, because yes. that's yeah. hard to get like red leather like that. Um, as a kid, it, I was always bulk. yeah. As a kid, like I always identified more with the red leather people. It's like mm, I'd like to be in that gang. Um, and then we also got uh, the two fucks, uh, which in oh yeah in the eighties in a PG thirteen movie you can get uh, at least 
two f bombs. You know what's funny is that I the other thing about us having it on VHS is that we taped it off of the TV. Oh, so I, when I watch it, I can tell where the um, commercial breaks are. Mm-hmm. Like when uh, the hot dog guy's like, "Then I don't have a waiter," and then it's like this Roy Roy Rogers commercial immediately. Right. Like I know it. Um, but the I think she says fudge. I think she says don't fudge with the babysitter, and then like. All the kids' faces are like, whoa. And as a kid, I'm like, I guess that's kind yeah. of aggressive. Like, I never knew. Yeah. But no, in the in the real thing, they say uh, the two F. Because, I mean. Yeah. Can you only have two? Did you look it up? I didn't look it up. But I, w- I was also looking at other movies that I remember from there. Mm-hmm. From there and I know that uh, one of my movies that I remember for other reasons was uh, just one of the guys. Oh, I know what you're talking PG-13, about. PG-13, <laughs> where you get a flash of boobs. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And so that's. That's the level of just like a couple curse words and a lot of violence or a pair of boobs, I guess. Yeah. Oh God, that movie. Um, yeah, and then and then Brad gets stabbed in the foot. Right. Which, yeah, because I'd watched the trailer and it was like, oh, did it just go through his toes? Because I yeah could have, but I because when it happened, he didn't like act like, like he got oh, stabbed yeah. or got cut. But then he like then he's like I can't feel my sure. But then who knows what that means? Right, right. That could have been just being afraid. Yeah, and then he meets with that doctor who is voiced by Hank Azaria, <laughs> I think. <laughs> or I was just thinking of the uh, the doctor from Arrested Development who always like gets things uh, confused. Is like oh, your your father's no longer with us. Oh, oh the UCB yeah. guy. I yeah, know. Exactly. He kind of reminded me of. Um, dr nick from the simpsons yep. it was just a combo of just this yeah like of course in the city like a doctor in the chicago night shift, the night shift doctor is just the craziest most depressed terrible person but and just not on much sleep. and like they even have his eyes roll back in his head at one point where you only see the whites of his eyes and it's like yeah zombies. i wrote down is zombies it, yeah no. maybe or he's on drugs i don't know uh but then you know they think he's dead and then he's alive and then they get out of there uh and that's when they they catch Bradley Whitford cheating, I think. Right. Right. When um. Or am I? No, I mixing think that's up? a little bit later. I think they they go over and get their car, um, from Vincent D'Onofrio as Thor, uh, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. They get the car first from there, and well, first they end up at the frat party. Right. Oh, I I forgot about the frat yeah, party. Yeah, the frat party. Yes. With um, what is his name in this movie? The guy from Father of the Bride. Oh, uh, poor, poor man's Paul Rudd is just, for sure. Yeah. yeah, good call. Um, it was like Dan or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, then the big Dumbo hunk. That's right. always a fun insult. Um, yeah, so they meet up with these frat. They, they end up. I guess they're just like walking by a frat house. I guess they're in University of Chicago, and they and just then why like, not go in? I think Daryl goes in, and then mm-hmm. they have to follow Daryl. Yeah. Um, but and then ended up getting a ride. So yeah, it worked yeah, out. Yeah, worked and out. some digits. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Thanks to a lost roller skate. So that's when they meet up with Vincent D'Onofrio. And then I also was like, how do they get anywhere? How do they know where anything is? How do they know where that is? Right. Like, at that point, like I guess you look up in the phone book. I guess it's like Dawson's Garage. You look up in the phone book. There's a lot of, like, um, little details left out of this movie of, like, how did you know you where you to go? You just ask the frat boys, you know, where is Dawson? I'm sure they yeah, would know. Yeah, I know. know. I know. Um, and then there's also, it's an ongoing thing throughout the movie of just Elizabeth Shue taking into consideration 
the kid's feelings because she knows that he has a crush on her. Oh, yeah. I'm blanking on his name. Brad. Brad. Uh, Which is super sweet. It is. I think she takes it a little bit far. You mean like um, holds herself back because he's around? Right. Because she she was willing to not get that guy's number. uh, Oh, that's right. To not hurt. But at that point, she still has a boyfriend. That's true. At that point, she thinks that uh, her boyfriend was caring for his sick sister. But we all knew. I mean, we, knew. we as an audience are smarter than Elizabeth Shue's character. So. Not Elizabeth She also Shue. seems so much older than a high school senior. Like, even the coat she's wearing, she just seems like a mom. Right. I guess she's a babysitter. Um, yeah, so then they end up at... <laughs> Dawson's garage where he's just like throwing it up the biggest jerk ever and won't won't accept a payment of less than five dollars I mean five dollars was a decent amount I guess so but all yeah he's just hanging out there at night all oily it's just kind of an interesting anyway right. situation up, for him up in the the car lift just it, waiting for someone to come yeah down. <laughs> yeah totally and then very sweetly he does a 180 right and becomes a superhero An abrupt 180 yeah 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 with Sarah yeah, right. Um, and then... I think, uh, yeah, then they go decide to go to the restaurant. I think they pass by more... I think more they pass by it. Playboy. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and then pass by more like Playboy billboards and stuff like that, which like, I guess they used to advertise a lot more. It gives the bellhop an excuse to do what, a double what, what? take. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Um, oh, so yeah. In the restaurant, I have to say, um, Bradley Whitford did such a downgrade... <laughs> Um, reaction no is that what you mean no i or? mean just uh the girl he cho- he chose over oh Elizabeth oh Shue. yeah sesame plexer i wrote yeah. that down because i think that's what she says she's like it's sesame plexer those, which i don't know who that is i don't know so Some, he's just dipping into high school awful bangs all of it's terrible and mm-hmm. who knows although sometimes that's like what happens right where like men like the people that like remember who that guy cheated on sandra bullock with like it's just like sometimes it's like in I don't which know. Movie? Or no, just, like oh, in, in real, real life. life. Oh yeah, no, I no. can't remember. I, yeah. She was a little intense. I don't I, know. I do know. Um, I was like a tattoo art artist, something. and then he cheated on her. I don't know. I don't know. But Who sometimes knows? it's like inexplicable. But I totally agree with you. It's like, man, you could have been out with Elizabeth Shue at that same restaurant right. tonight. Peak Shue. Peak <laughs> Shue. <laughs> I'm gonna push back against Peak Shue because yeah. I think we're seeing Peak Shue right now. You, that is that. You wait for that. You I know. know. Um. So. Yeah, and then and then we get the famous Sarah is missing. Sarah leaves the restaurant, and then they end, we end up at the same place right. where Nakatomi the parents... Plaza. What is it? Nakatomi Plaza. Oh, is that where it is? No, that, but it that's all I thought of. How it was, she went to this sort of abandoned floor, and it's like this is Die Hard, basically. Oh, I've... yeah, I know. And then, like as a kid, it's interesting to rewatch it because, like that man, he is clearly trying to just get her back in the building like he doesn't want her to die he's not trying to get the magazine from her at that point i think he's trying to get that kid back but he could terrifying he could have conveyed that a little bit better i guess so but at that point yeah i guess so but it is kind of sad it's like oh jesus and like because man the stakes are pretty high at that point it was huge like it was giving me sort of chills it's crazy Uh. like when she looks down and then like i'm not super familiar with how um 
the angle of that building it's like man because as a kid like i used to think that like i guess if you just jump out a window you just can stop yourself on right, a yeah. windowsill but like but the angle angled, it is so. for sure angled but at the same time, it's terrifying yeah. that's a terrifying thing that girl did all her stunts for that on with, that building with no ropes <laughs> yeah she was the tom cruise yeah. of her day and then again like i feel like the stakes are you see sarah out a window with a room full of adults that have access to firemen and all of this and like bad men are upstairs and because you don't want to blow your cover you're like i'm gonna wait we need to go upstairs we don't want to get the two people yeah exactly it's kind of nuts but it's okay if she stays in that danger and might die but we just we can't get that's top number one priority let's not have our parents discover us Mm -hmm. and then the the uh the thought that no one else saw that kid out the window right, was pretty yeah. amazing. It was a pretty awesome party. So, And then my second favorite thing about that party is the inability of Rudy Giuliani to play it cool. Like she's like, do you know who the caterer is? And he's like, what? Caterer. <laughs> caterer. <laughs> caterer. I have children to murder. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Anyway. Um well, we should probably yeah. head so to then, the next section. Then they, but... Yeah, then they get all the kids. They raced home. Can uh, I say something about them racing home in one of my favorite lines from this movie? Yeah. Where Elizabeth Shue says, how fast do your parents drive? And Brad says, 45 miles per hour. <laughs> like, all the time. And you know, like, I don't know how fast. I Like, that's just the weirdest. That was the weirdest thing to me. Yeah, I would I would not have known that that answer uh, like 45 also I, <laughs> on an I, expressway i feel he's wrong he's wrong his, his parents drive much faster than, well he's they never been on to. the expressway I yeah guess. so maybe that's an accurate maybe that's actually super hyper real yeah <laughs> he's trying to impress her and he's lying anyway um all right and that's pretty much it and then they get home and they're fine and just in time it's kind of a cool timing where like she just hops over that uh couch and she's reading a magazine yeah and then they kiss in the end, and then we get the theme song again. Yeah. And then he kissed me, right? Uh, I, I believe so, which is and a catchy tune. Me. Yeah, totally. Um, well, I had a couple of different little like categories we yeah, can do. Yeah, let's, let's run into this. them. Um, I had uh, alternate movie title, like an alternate title for this movie, because I wrote it down when I was watching it. I was just thinking of like how much of this movie would be totally rendered... Um, just not a problem if anybody had a cell phone yeah and so i titled it uh pre-uber adventures in a suburban night's imagination of a city gotcha right (laughs) (laughs) so that's my that's my title it's long i i would have titled it um and i would have changed a little bit of the editing and the balance of the movie and i would have called it the babysitter in the bus station and had more more bus more bus station yeah always more bus bus station yeah yeah brenda yeah it is fun that those two realities are going on um and then i had a section called alternate movie ending and um i had this moment so you know she ends up with the frat guy the really good guy frat guy they, who they may exist. or may not be the yeah. same ex- same character from Father of the Bride. I uh, yeah. That might be yeah. So um uh my alternate movie ending is like at the end when they're first of all they're going to leave that guy out there, the the second in command, right. which is super cruel cuz he's just like whatever man, he's just trying to make a living. He's just like 
obviously whacking off to Playboy's in that guy's office. Yeah. He's like, I looked it upstairs. Reading the articles. Yeah, totally. Reading the articles, exactly. Um, but there's a moment where where he takes the Playboy back from him. Joe Gibbs comes and kind of like, it looks like he's going to be dangerous, but then he saves the day at the end. And he takes the Playboy back and he's like, this is what they're looking for. And then he looks at the article and the the, the cover girl that clearly looks like Elizabeth Shue. And he like kind of does, they do this exchange. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, don't say it. And then he says, nah, she ain't got nothing on you. And then they have this like moment where they lock eyes and it's like, oh, please be this the ending. Please have Elizabeth Shue end up with Joe Gibbs. That, yeah. And what a life that would be. Because he's just going to move up in that company. He like, he's with it. He's like, yeah, or like in the world, maybe not in that company. <laughs> I don't think he's going to do too well because that, that's, that's mine. Uh, I think he's going to start an app or something. My alternate ending goes dark. Go ahead. Uh, basically several of the kids die i think you know okay <laughs> like just throwing some realism in there like the little girl probably falls off the building uh, i i think so it's more of a walking dead situation r- right i think joe gibbs does not make it like he punched his boss who is probably a made man yeah if anybody's gonna die in the film it would have been joe gibbs it's gonna I be think. joe gibbs okay. uh, which he he was a really nice guy he would that'd be he was horrible. great I mean, he was great the little girl was very nice as well that also would be horrible <laughs> yeah uh so it, and yeah i think there's a lot of just continuing unraveling of, yeah. of this suburbanite life because of these choices that they made so we went super different in <laughs> right. our directions yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um do we want to throw in the the game of um what what world are we in like um like what character is maybe the same from another movie? Yeah, like I think I kind of wonder. So if, yeah, just to explain it. So if a character from this movie moves on, what other movie that they, the actor or actress later is in, is in that same world? The same world. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like Dawson, like um, Which, Thor. So Vincent D'Onofrio. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think Mr. Dawson may be the farmer from Men in Black. <laughs> Edgar, yeah, like he could move out to Evanston or whatever the su- whatever the rural part of Illinois is, He's and like tired of the city. Yeah, people are stiffing him for money, trying yeah. to pay. And he has a similar hats. attitude, except for the reversal. Right, like maybe Edgar. I think his name is Edgar. Mm-hmm. Edgar, your face is on backwards or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and like I think. <laughs> He's got his the same attitude, but for like who knows if Sarah would have just been in that farmhouse. She could have charmed him. That's true. But I don't think Dawson's going to like have a cheery life after those kids leave the garage. I no. think he's going back to being a jerk. Right. Anyway, yeah. that's too much of a hard turn. Yeah. I think his true personality was the I think the so, a-hole. too. I think so, too. So that's my world collide. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I'm going to go with uh, Bradley Whitford's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives me several to choose from. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, I, I think... I went towards Billy Madison, so the Adam Sandler movie. Oh, where yeah. Where he's just a huge, smarmy asshole. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that's, that's a good one. his character. Just because he had, like, I think his license, he, in this, he had a license place that was, like, too cool. So cool. So cool. Yeah. yeah. And. Oh, yeah, that I could just, be for sure. He would grow sure. up into that sort of just, I don't know entitled a-hole oh yeah that's a good one so, yeah, that's, that's like the same character mm-hmm. nice um anything else before hbds i think i think we jump into hbds okay so 
folks, if you are jumping over from the real world Westeros over to <laughs> Does It Hold Up, uh, you'll remember the HBDs, the Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers, where we go in and just sort of highlight those HBDs. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Hummers, things that make you go hum. Hum. I mean, mine is just Elizabeth Shue. Because, like, any point in the movie, if you're kind of like, ugh, this seems kind of corny, or oh, no, another problem. If you just, like, look at Elizabeth Shue's expression or eyes, I'm fine with yeah. it. I 100% agree. Okay. Um, but because we need to have some different opinions, I'm going to say the the bus station. I think just the sort of vaudeville sort of jumping from different things <laughs> picking up a rat yeah bartering with a hot dog man you know having a phone booth that people keep arguing it's my house it's my house all of that just yeah it it tickled my funny bone yeah okay nice um bummers uh i mean i guess i, I there's like a throwaway line in the beginning where uh where elizabeth shoe's mother has smuggled like a I don't know what it is, a college application book into her purse or something. And um, Brad finds it and it's like, you're applying to college? And she's like, oh, thanks, mom. And then she's like, no. And he's like, oh, thank God. And I, like, I feel like it's a little bummer that Elizabeth, she's not going to go to college. Right, yeah. <laughs> You've got babysitting to do. Yeah, I don't know what her actual plan is. And I don't know why Brad's so excited. I guess that she'll be staying in town, living at home. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So anyway, that was a big bummer. Sure. <laughs> I'm... Let's see. I'm going... Oh, I mean, and then I guess when I think of... That's like a obscure bummer. But the fact that they left that guy out on the on yeah. the face of that building is a bummer. And like a different movie. So... Yeah. I I agree with both of those things. I'm going to go with... And I get, you know, I'm shoehorning it into the bummer category. But sort of the, the creepiness, sort of entitlement of Brad mm. that... At, say at the end, he's like in the window and he gives that sort of nod of <laughs> approval. Like, okay, you know, you're four years you're older. Than, yeah, you can you can have the, I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. And just, that rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. That's interesting. Yeah, I like that. Because as if, yeah, as if he could do anything or as if he, it's the like entitlement. He, his nice thing was not continue to stare at them. It's like, you're already staring way too long. Get, everyone else is left. You're lingering way too long. Yeah, and he just, like, there's so many times in the movie that he's just not playing it cool at all. Like, yeah. when he, like, bribes them, bribes her, or, like, blackmails her into having them come along to the city. It's a like, cool move, dude. Right. Like, you're blackmailing her, saying that you're going to tell. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of funny. Um, dumbers. I mean, there's a couple of things, right? Uh like a lot of things that we mentioned, but one thing that I didn't talk about that I hadn't really noticed before that is like super dumb is that at the end, like the parents are like, Oh, like any problems? It's one o'clock. It's like one thirty yeah. in the morning. Right. Which is kind of an absurd time to <laughs> ask a babysitter to stay till maybe. Eh, I guess a party not. in the city. I guess. Yeah. Right. Um, I never stayed till one when I was babysitting. I don't, I don't think it's kind of intense. That's pretty late. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for a work party. But that's um, Chicago. This I, uh, is Columbus, Georgia. So. I, yeah, maybe. And so they come home at like 1.30 a.m. And, you know, ask her if there's any problems. No, no, it's fine. It's like, oh, man, must have been quite a night. Yep. And then the next scene is her going upstairs and they're all in... Um, they're all in that room watching TV and mm -hmm. they get to have this breakdown of like, this was the best night of our lives. But I'm like, wouldn't the parents feel super like, cause then 
So that looks like she why goes upstairs. Up? Yeah. Yeah, why is she going upstairs yeah. to say goodbye to the whole group? At 1.30 a.m. to have a powwow. Oh, they're still awake? That means like, the, and they've put such a high price. That's the whole point of the movie is that she couldn't have gone into the city and the kids have to be in bed, I think. Anyway. But probably. I thought that that was kind of a, it was just like the scenes were out of order or something. My dumber was, so they sort of set up a Ferris Bueller who's going to get home in time and yeah. she, like fix everything. Just fun. And, and so she's getting home and then she's cleaning so it's just so such low stakes. I agree. Like if she hadn't wiped down the counters, would the parents have like known that they'd gone into the city? I or, like, agree with why you did, too. Yeah, why does she have to have finished cleaning? Yeah, or straightening up. I totally before she sat on the couch. Just I was like, why? These are the lowest stakes I, in the world. I totally get it because like yeah, in, in my head as a kid, I'm like yeah. So she has to be on the couch reading a magazine, and or that's else, the only way. Know. Yeah, I know. I totally thought, and yet I'm like still like holding my breath when she's like putting away the cereal. But it's Elizabeth Shue. It's Elizabeth Shue, and the the movie. The the music is like feet don't fail me now, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, should we answer the question? We we should answer the question. So, uh, do you want? Um, who should go first? Well, I can I can go because I think the person that well in this case you had not seen the movie. Correct. So I of course have a little bit of bias because I have nostalgia attached right. attached to it, and I find that when somebody's like, like for instance with the Princess Bride, I don't. I did not watch it as a kid, unfortunately. Oh. So I only have adult eyes on it. So I'm like, ah, it's okay. Yeah, Which that's, I, that's I, what I've heard from other people. Yeah, that I feel embarrassed that, about where that. I maybe that could be a different. I will adamantly maybe support that's, that. Maybe the, we'll yeah. watch it. Um, so I'm already primed to like this, but I I tried to really watch it with a critical eye, and sure. I think it does hold up. When ho- hold up is defined as, uh, would I recommend? for someone to watch it again because i think it's a good watch like there's parts of it that don't hold up like the whole city demonization of cities homo (laughs) right (laughs) it was a pretty big thing that doesn't hold up and like there's a and the uber like the tech stuff like all of these problems could be solved with tech right but i don't think that pulled me out of it too much because there's like no tech or not even just tech of just being like okay we can oh the stakes of like yeah let's like prioritize let's Mm -hmm. triage the situation exactly but I'm going to say yes. I think it holds up. Okay. How about you? I'm going to say barely. Ah, I give it a a yes. It's just, I felt it was so mild. Like, even though they go into the city, they're Mm -hmm. all, like, almost getting killed. But it was still, I don't know, because their reactions just didn't match the scenarios that they were in. It was always the same stakes no matter what. Right. Which is kind of interesting. Like, the Blues Club... Singing at the Blues Club was the same stakes as Sarah being out the window. Right, exactly. And that that sort of one-level mildness just kept it, mm. I don't know, where it just wasn't thrilling. Like I said, I, I'll watch yeah. anything with Elizabeth Shue in it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, shoo, shoo, shoo. Shoo. And, but, so I, I say barely would I recommend it. I mean, if, if you're just getting people around to just watch this movie, I'd probably say no. Okay. But I think if you're doing something else and throw it in, Yeah. Yeah. Like it'd be good to have on the background at like a cafe or something. Yep, exactly. This would be a good one. Exactly. Okay. Good to know. Um But I, I think that that comes to a it it holds up. Yeah. I was surprised how much it held held up for me anyway. I was pleasantly surprised, but I'm glad that you watched it. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I watched yeah. it. Yeah. 
I'm but we can talk about it. it now. Yeah, I'm in on the references. Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, well, that's been... Does it yeah. hold up? We, we went a little bit over yeah, the time we, we were looking at, but uh, hopefully you guys listened to the end. Uh, so yeah, and post your questions to that place that we're going to tell you about. Um, we'd love to take su- suggestions of what we should what we should uh, see, and what holds yeah, up. We'll have more of these. Yeah, for sure. Um, should we end on the, I think the we theme should. song? Uh, so you've been listening to Does It Hold Up? We used to love it, then we watch it, now we don't know if we like it. Does it hold up?